Whoa, my favorite place on earth. Gosh, my favorite place on earth. My favorite place on earth. Boy, you know, I sort of like any place on earth, you know, is pretty good with me. Amen. The earth wants you, my children. This is Reverend Billy here at the Church of Stop Shopping. I'm here with my venerable co-host, Savitri D. Savi, amen. Hello. And so, we have a church service for you today. (laughs) We've got the EPA. We've got Glenn Kantav. We've got the Puerto Rican crested. Yes. What was toad. it? Toad. Toad. Lizard. Four-letter word. Toad. Amen. Turtle. Amen. We've got a, a variety of things that will make you laugh and cry, make you run out of your house and jog for 13 hours. Let's start with tears. Let's talk about the EPA. Oh yeah, well that's so sad. I was trying to keep I was trying to keep the the, the mood level up. Selling us out to the chemical companies, selling us out to industry, selling us out to polluters. Scott Pruitt. Corporations in the government today spending your tax dollars to make a profit. Longtime fossil fuel employee, even as an attorney general of the state of Oklahoma, he was it was never a secret that he was on the fossil fuel payroll. That's right. He sued the EPA more than any other attorney general ever had. Well, when that's, he was that's what's been happening with Trump. You know, the, the lobbyists, the opponents of regulations who went into those congressmen's offices and r- those regulation people offices trying to talk them into changing their minds about things, yeah, they, they, they killed those people and took their seats. Let me tell you, when we went to the EPA in December of 2000 16 before Trump was inaugurated we went for a a hearing about glyphosates and I walked in there I said the first thing I did I asked the lady behind the desk and there was a man there too I said hey how's morale here at the EPA how are you all doing and they looked at me and the woman got tears in her eyes and the man said it is the duty of the environmental protection agency to serve the needs of the American people. And that was all they would say to me. And then we went into this hearing, and we have a little clip from it, right? You got that, Killian? Killian Sundeman, I should have introduced you as well, over here at the controls. Here's Reverend Billy. We know that there's, as I just mentioned, there's a political cloud uh, hanging over this room, this proceeding. We have people who are avowedly against the controls that we're asking for with glyphosate coming into power. And we have the EPA decades ago saying in its records that it was aware of the dangers of glyphosate. Probably everybody in this room and many of the people probably at this square table, this impressive meeting table, we've lost loved ones to one of the many diseases that the moms across America were listing for us. We're especially with children and young 
families, pregnant young women who are around playgrounds, around the areas in national parks, around schoolyards, ball fields, around picnic areas and hiking areas, we're very aware of the cancers that come from, we believe, from glyphosates. And we, we ask that, 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 that you, let, you let some kind of toto pull the, the curtain back and see that Monsanto executive at those levers. Amen. Yeah, and at that table, at that table that day, there were people from industry, and there always are. They are considered stakeholders in any consideration of uh, at, at the EPA, and they were before Scott Pruitt took over there. And, let, and let's let's be clear: the EPA has never been a friend of the American people. The EPA has tried for years to get out of enforcing the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act. Uh, when, been Dragon, done. when Dragonfly and I were done um, with our testimony, um, uh, we. Uh, we gave the high sign, and the Stop Shopping Choir in the gallery burst into song. That's right. Let's Monsanto listen to that a second. Is Monsanto is the devil. No to glyphosate. Monsanto is the devil. No glyphosate. Monsanto is the devil. No glyphosate. Monsanto is the devil. No glyphosate. Monsanto is the devil. We are evil. No glyphosate. Monsanto is the devil. No glyphosate. Cast him out. Anyway. Okay. I want to just say that in all this talk about Scott Pruitt and his hilarious corruption and his, you know, sound booth in the office and his used mattress from the hotel, and this is all obfuscation. This is a a giveaway. This is a, a regulatory giveaway. What they're doing at the EPA right now is selling us out and selling our future out and our children's future out. And it's important to recognize that this smokescreen of corruption in front of it is is exactly that. The, 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 it's like these people are psychopathic. The the, uh, uh, the the death wish in 2018 with all the information we have with, with all the knowledge we have about what we're doing with these toxic chemicals uh, how racist they are how how the application kills uh, the people that don't have the power to you know flee them uh, the 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 industrial agriculture the, the the soaring cancer rates in these little farm towns all of that is not knowledge that we have now that's right. There have been hundreds of studies. And so in 2018, to turn around and just just let this poison go out into the, right. into the neighborhoods. Just uh, undo decades of activism. It's conscious murder. It's conscious yeah. murder. You almost want to have a, another set of words to describe. That's right. You don't want to point your finger and say, that's corrupt. No. You know, it, it's, it's not enough. It's almost like... It's worse than that. What, what's, what's, the new, what's the new language we have yeah. to use for these people? Yeah, and it's micro and it's macro. So this is happening at local levels here in say, Brooklyn with the Gowanus, and then it's happening internationally, right? So the laws that we have in this country protect U.S citizens only uh, but we set the tone for every other country in the world and everybody knows that i don't know the, the it seems to me the european countries are at least setting a countertone right i mean the 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 way they are stopping especially in france and germany the way they are they are stopping um 
the glyphosates of Monsanto in particular, yeah. Uh, yeah. they offer uh, another scenario. Amen. Well, we went down to the EPA office here in New York City last week with Rise and Resist, a wonderful activist group here in New York City. Uh, check it out. Here we are in front of the EPA, the federal building at Broadway and Duane. This is us trying to get into the EPA. We know that the earth and us will go into this building, up these escalators, up to the 50th floor, up to Scott Pruitt's henchmen, up to the people who are actually executives working for Monsanto and Bayer and Syngenta and BASF and the Dow Chemical Company. We know you're up there. You have some very serious opposition here. We are the earth itself. We are not protesters. We are the air that you breathe. We are yes. the air that you breathe. Uh, last Friday, being stopped by DHS security, uh, big cops, one of whom has had me in a chokehold on at least one occasion. <laughs> Thank you. He didn't recognize me. I was like, I know who you are, brother. Oh, I shouldn't call him brother. Um, anyway, the EPA. Guys. Who is that? <laughs> what are we, we going to do? <laughs> we are the air that you breathe. That's, that's pretty out there. We are the air that you oh breathe. Oh, my gosh. This is the uh, this is the stuff of deep demoralization. So just, you we know. We are the earth. Keep it together. Don't lose your mind. Stay focused. Work for the earth. Think of future generations and all the creatures on this beautiful planet. Well, we, we went to the front door of the EPA that day at the federal building here in New York City and tried to go in. And I think, I think the recording we just heard was somewhere in that area. Oh, you, that's when we're at the wall. We have our hands on the building, uh, and between us and the revolving door are these gigantic DHS um, officers who clearly are vets and i'm told they have a gym in the federal building at foley Pump they have iron. a gym down there and i when you know last time i rumbled with them on the street i was pretty sure they were steroidal like i had that feeling these guys are pumped up and they are ready to go and i was scared because <laughs> i'm not like the nypd are hormones. horrible but they don't they're not like they don't have roid rage exactly they have something else it's probably worse but um anyway organic steroids you know the health the health <laughs> uh, the they just have like new york city pollution coursing through their veins well, that's when, real that's when we real. had them pinned up against the door of the epa we sort of at first we sort of bumped against them and then uh rise and resist and the stop shop inquire were the two uh, main groups and the cops kind of locked arms across the doors and then we stopped bumping up against them and put our hands through them to begin our exorcism. That's right. It was a very strange situation. We were almost touching these um, officers. And at one point, uh, the man was sort of straddle-legged, standing there, guarding the door. And um, a, a wonderful woman from Rise and Resist, an African woman whose name I unfortunately don't know because she left sh just after that. I just saw her arm reach through, and she put her arm her hand right between his legs just you know about six inches below the end of his zipper if you know what I'm talking about and I just thought I will never forget this as long as I live this woman is I don't know it was just 
a good it, move. It was, it was a, a good move. It was it, fantastic. It was political. It was social. She it had was her sexual, hand it was... so it was just pressing every button, you know, every button. And the look on his face. Go to our website. We're gonna post a picture of this cop and the and the face he was making when she put her hand so close to his zipper. And now this is a good segue into. The news from the natural world. That's with right. Savitri D. Got a lot to cover. News from the natural world. Welcome. A craggy pine tree growing in southern Italy is 1,230 years old, making it the oldest tree in Europe. The previous tree, or oldest tree, was 1,075 years. That was in Greece. This one's in Italy. An estimated 10% of all marine litter in the world's ocean and seas some 640,000 tons is made up of lost or abandoned fishing gear. This year's flu season has killed more children than any non-pandemic year on record. A total of 172 pediatric deaths have now been reported in connection with the 2017-18 flu season, including two that occurred as recently as mid to late May. England is becalmed and the wind drought over the UK has pushed up day-ahead power prices to the highest level for this time of year in at least a decade. We've been talking about the slowing winds across the Atlantic here at the Natural News. UK turbines can produce about as much power as 12 nuclear reactors when conditions are right. It's expected the becalming will last for two more weeks in England. Italy's new hardline interior minister prevented a rescue ship carrying 629 migrants from docking on Italian shores, leaving them stranded at sea for a day before Spain accepted them. The passengers had been rescued from six different boats in the Mediterranean and included 123 unaccompanied minors, 11 other children, and seven pregnant women. A new mm. paper documents the collapse of some of the world's oldest and largest boobab trees in Africa. Of the 13 oldest trees, nine are dead or nearing death. Of the six largest, five have bit the dust or are headed that way. Thousands the demise of years old. has been rapid. Some of these trees are 1,400 years old. I, I can't talk about that anymore. It just it's makes me too sad. Incredible. A two-and-a-half-year biological survey of Madidi National Park in Bolivia added 1,382 species and subspecies of plants and animals to the list of those living in the park. The team believes that 124 species and subspecies may be new to science. They also think that the 7,320 square mile park is the world's most biodiverse protected area. Yay, Bolivia. The Hawaiian volcano Kilauea, is that how you pronounce that? Kilauea, has produced at least 113.5 million cubic meters of lava, which is enough to fill, get ready, 45,400 Olympic swimming pools or bury Manhattan nearly seven feet deep. That's how much lava has that come out of the... That might be a good thing for us. Remote ecosystems in our planet's far north are changing in many ways and very quickly. A new study published in Global Change Biology estimates that 67,000 square miles of land, 13% of the state of Alaska, has experienced what's called directional change over the past 32 years, becoming greener, browner, wetter, or drier as permafrost thaws, glaciers retreat, tree lines move north, and wildfires ravage landscapes. A lot of change in Alaska. According to the results of a census released last week, the mountain gorilla population in East Africa's Varingo Mountains 
numbered 604 as of June 2016, up from 480 in 2010. The population hit an all-time low of 242 individuals in 1981. This is a success story. Uh, there are probably a thousand mountain gorillas now living Amen. on the African continent. That's right. fantastic. Some of them in the impenetrable national park. May it stay impenetrable. Wow. A new study published in the American Journal of Epidemiology found that after eight coal and oil-fired power plants in California closed, the rate of premature births for moms living nearby dropped dramatically. The greatest improvements were for, guess who, African-American mothers, women who are suffering from a well-documented maternal health crisis. Researchers studied more than 57,000 births from mothers who lived in the shadow of fossil fuel plants that burn coal and oil. After the plants shut down, the rate of premature births dropped from 7% to 5% in just one year. Even within the study's small sample, that's more than 1,000 moms who don't have to face a lifetime of potential health consequences for their children. Officials have closed New Mexico's Santa Fe National Forest, all 1.6 million acres of it, until further notice. Thanks to abysmal snowfall, nearly two-thirds of New Mexico is experiencing extreme drought. From Key West to Pensacola, Florida, uh, uh, average rain. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Dead air on the radio. Oh, sorry, Killian. Mark that. <laughs> Rising global temperatures could be causing tropical storms to slow down, allowing them more time to unleash heavy rainfall once making landfall. The research published in Nature finds the speed at which uh, tropical storms travel across the Earth has slowed by an average of 10% over the past 70 years, with the speed of storms originating in the western North Pacific falling by 30%. A notable example of this effect was seen during Hurricane Harvey, which stalled yes. over Houston, releasing all that Tremendous rain into some of the tiniest diamonds in the universe, bits of crystalline carbon, hundreds of thousands of times smaller than a grain of sand, hundreds and thousands of times smaller than a grain of sand, have been detected swirling around three infant star systems in the Milky Way. Yeah, microscopic gemstones. They're neither rare nor precious, but they are exciting for astronomers who identified them as the source of a mysterious cosmic glow emanating from several protoplanetary disks in our galaxy. <laughs> how do they know that they're jewels? I mean, how do you know that from... Demonstrating that even tiny brains can comprehend complex abstract concepts, scientists have discovered that honeybees understand the concept of zero, putting them in an elite club of clever animals that can grasp the abstract mathematical notion of nothing. Bee brains have fewer than one million neurons compared with the 86,000 million neurons of a human brain. Amazing as bees. And finally, uh, according to a new paper published in Science, uh, roughly 25% of people need to take a stand before large-scale social change occurs. 25%, that's one All in right. four. The idea of a social tipping point applies to standards in the workplace and any type of movement or initiative. While shifting people's underlying beliefs can be challenging, the study offers new evidence that a committed minority can change what behaviors are seen as socially acceptable, potentially leading to pro-social outcomes like reduced energy consumption, less sexual harassment, 
improved exercise habits. Conversely, it can also prompt large-scale antisocial behavior, such as internet trolling, internet bullying, and public outbursts of race. The classical model called equilibrium stability analysis would dictate that 51% or more is needed to initiate real social change. We found, the scientists say, both theoretically and experimentally, that a much smaller fraction of the population can effectively do this. One in four, 25%. In honor of Killian Sinderman, 2,500 Irish women braved 12 degree water and set a world skinny dipping record to raise funds for cancer charities. Uh, one woman said, oh my God, it was amazing. I have never been naked in front of anybody before except my husband, and it was brilliant and bracing. It was great crack. That's what they say in Ireland when it's really fun. Crack. Yeah, just to explain the word crack there. It, uh, crack <laughs> basically just means fun, and uh, you can get yourself into a lot of trouble by saying, uh, oh, we had great crack the other night. Yeah. Which uh, obviously gets Means misinterpreted. There was here. a very funny stand-up comedian once who uh, called his tour crack dealer. Amen. <laughs> was he an Irish man? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was an Irish man. All right. Guy, yeah. Anyway, so 2,500 <laughs> naked Irish women in the freezing cold Irish sea. Bless With, them. Uh, 2,500 angry husbands. Hey, let's go to a song. You got, a, you got the Stop Shopping Choir? Oh, no, no. We're going to listen to Joan Armitrading to make us all happy. Here's some love and affection for you people. Sister Joan. I am not in love, but I'm open to persuasion. East or west, where's the best for romancing with a friend? I can smile, but with a lover, I could hold my hand back. Thank you. You took me dancing across the floor, cheek to cheek. But with a little, I could really move, really move. I could really dance, really dance, really dance, really dance. Now if I can feel the sun in my eyes and the rain on my face, why can't I? Just make love 
Do you feel better? Joan Armatrading always makes me feel better. Uh, we're back. The Earth Wants You. I'm, I'm Savitri D. And with my uh, co-host, Reverend Billy. We're here in Brooklyn. And really pleased to have this young man in the house with us today, Glenn Kantav, uh, an artist and activist. Uh, Glenn ran the New York City Marathon in shackles went face-to-face -face with white supremacists in Charlottesville and held a slave auction in Union Square. He founded the group Movers and Shakers to merge traditional activism, powerful creative art, and emerging technologies to educate the masses on institutional issues that affect marginalized communities. Movers and Shakers wants to rewrite antiquated Eurocentric narratives that deny our history. Uh, he also has a documentary called We the People VR, which is, he'll tell us more about that. Um, and he's been working for some time to remove the statue of Columbus that stands at the center of Columbus Circle. So, Glenn, welcome to The Earth Wants You. Thank you for having me here. We always start by asking our guests um, to describe, if you would, just for a minute, your favorite place on Earth. Ooh, my favorite place on Earth. Um, I'd have to say it depends on my mood, but I really like Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Um, it's, it didn't feel like a real place when I went. You have this incredible cosmopolitan city with all these beautiful people in all these different shapes, shades, and sizes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you have an incredible beach like right next to the city mm -hmm. and these green, humongous mountains mm -hmm. and the crazy landscape. And it's all pushed together. And I remember just asking myself a million times, like, is this even a real place? Like, what <laughs> is this? So yeah, real. Yeah, when you have to say, is this real? That's a good place. Then you're yeah. enjoying it, yeah. For sure. So I read a post you wrote um, where you, you know, we we could maybe view Trump the way we view our racist uncles, but now Trump's our president. So I wanted to ask you, how's it going 16, 17 months into a Trump presidency? What do you think? What do I think? Um, so I'm frustrated for many reasons. Uh, not necessarily, obviously, the idea that Trump is running this show right now is frustrating, but I see it more as an opportunity. And it's an opportunity that's not being catalyzed by our leaders, in right. my opinion. I think that if you look at the Women's March, for example, at first I looked and I was like, oh wow, millions of people are out here in the streets. This is great. Then I really thought about it and I was like, uh, in other countries when this critical mass of people come out, there's a regime change happening, <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily calling for, you know, pulling down every statue and breaking every window and like, you know, overhauling the entire system in this way. But the point I'm trying to make is that I think that that true activism and real leadership requires being able to harness that critical mass of energy for a specific actionable goal. Power to the polls is not enough. I think it's important for people to show up and turn up. But if mm -hmm. you are able to get millions of people to come out, there needs to be a specific targeted mm -hmm. agenda mm -hmm. and anti-Trump is not enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you've been very involved with Black Lives Matter in New York City, right? I, I mean, I've seen you on the street. I've, I've seen you speaking at rallies and protests. Like, w w what's up with Black Lives Matter these days in New York? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done some organizing with Black Lives Matter of Greater New York. And um, uh, I mean, there are a few things on the agenda. One is, one is the, um, there are six points against uh, police brutality. And um, 
what I what I like about what Hawk Newsom and the group does is that it's a solutions oriented group. A lot of groups are very reactionary and you know they bring out they bring out signs and they yell, but Black Lives Matter Great New York pushes for a specific targeted legislation and there was a big there was a big hand in um Cuomo's recent announcement that 35,000 parolees are now eligible to vote. Yeah. If you look at the policy platform, uh what the group was pushing for was for any American citizens who never lose the right to vote despite yes. their yes. status of incarceration. Yes. So, you know, that's that's a step, that's progress. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a rejuvenation program um that's 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 being rolled out um and the idea is essentially to for the general idea is basically um physical um physical, mental and spiritual wellness in the in NYCHA housing and um there are a couple of things that my group movers and shakers want to do to support that, but we'll we'll roll that out a little bit later. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, it's funny. We we went to Ferguson, you know, and mm. um, twice. I, yeah, and it was really um, the the actions that we took part in there were so wonderful. The energy was so different than any other energy I'd ever experienced. Um, mm. We went. Remember Billy? We went back in that uh, that. Target and the Walmart and uh, hands up. We toured. Don't shop. Hands up. Don't shop. Oh wow. We were there they on had, Thanksgiving. They had a buy nothing day weekend. You know. <laughs> it was just a few days. And after it was the, the it was the it was the middle 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 class, uh, you know, black preachers that called the boycott. It wasn't, you know, academics or anti-consumerist. It was, you know, it was it was the it was the association of local black preachers that that said let's not shop. For the for the um, Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah, and we went right from a church basement to a uh, a convoy on the highway of, with cars with their flashers on into the parking lot of a Target, and then we poured back into a. I think the first one we went to was a Target. We walked through lines of police dogs and police, and then we stood in front for a long time, and um, there was a lot of media there, obviously, uh, but part of it was just this amazing. Um, for everyone involved, just uh, this time opened up. There was this very strange warp in the time-space thing where um, people started talking and telling their stories in that space where there were cops and dogs and uh, it was a militarized situation and then a woman would start talking about her son. And so we had this very democratic assembly inside of this militarized operation in a commercial parking lot. It It was very interesting. That is interesting. You know, wow. the commons all of a sudden bloomed before us. That elusive place in a city where you can have your speaker's corner. You know, where people can just, you know, we we saw that at Occupy Wall Street. We saw people just standing up on tables and telling their life story suddenly, and why. You know, do you get that when you have your uh, when you had your pop up museum? Was that happening last? Tell us a little bit about your pop up museum. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we did uh, a pop-up AR exhibit at Columbus Circle. And um, I mean, yeah, the basics of it was that we were showing our augmented reality work and the true story of Christopher Columbus. So we have a smartphone app that's coming out tomorrow, Movers and Shakers AR. Right on. And um, the idea is that you take the, you can download the app on your phone for free and you can position your phone over the image and it comes to life and the animation comes to life. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, I'm, overall, the energy seemed like it was pretty good. 
Um, in terms of the audience itself in this particular exhibit, everyone seemed like pretty woke and down. Right. But in other things that we've done in the past, um, there have been a lot of different reactions. I mean, there was a, there was an action that we did um, the day before Columbus Day. There was a wreath laying ceremony in Columbus Circle, and I called a couple <laughs> friends, and we uh, I put myself in chains, and I had someone put on a KKK outfit because I think that like. Columbus was more effective in killing people than the KKK was. Yeah. So I think like that stark contrast would be interesting. And uh, brought a couple of friends, whatever. And we ran up into the <laughs> into the <laughs> ceremony. They're brave. Um, and they were pissed. Oh, they were they really were. pissed. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and then they arrested the KKK guy. Um, and like it was, that's it was, good to see, though, right? You want to see? I want to see the see police arresting KKK person. Yeah, but the thing that. is, <laughs> normally yes, but in this case, like because he was uh, he was trying to do something, yeah, good. Like it, it's, yeah. it's twisted, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, it is great. And so, um, I mean, that was a whole situation. Like, like as that was happening, all these cameras were rushing towards me, and then I see him in the handcuffs, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like is he going to jail? Did I just ruin his life? Um, right. Okay, but then like he was already in the car, so I was like, okay, I gotta handle this interview, then get him out of jail. But in terms of that was a whole other situation. But in terms of um, opinions, there there was there was no dialogue that mm-hmm. was willing to be had. People were just screaming at us, symbols um, moving past each other. Yeah, yeah. and like what, yeah. the, the message that we had, we screamed, "You have every right to celebrate your heritage, but we won't let you celebrate genocide. We won't let you celebrate murder." Um, and then like I was hoping to have a dialogue afterwards once they put us in like this little police pen police pen or like behind the barricades or whatever but people were just screaming for the most part so yeah well i know you were down in charlottesville last summer do you want to talk just to tell us a little bit about that too sure um so the night before was the scariest part in right. my opinion um there was this incredible church service a multicultural service mm-hmm. where you i saw a trans live matter flag mm-hmm. there were um people reading from the quran in the original arabic there were jewish brothers and sisters singing in hebrew it was amazing. We were all just singing and it was great. And then before the end of it, the pastor got up and he said that we couldn't leave because there were clansmen with torches outside. And then I was like, okay, um, this sucks. And then I asked, um, so I asked the usher, I said, is there like an escape plan? Like, did y'all <laughs> think about this? Because yeah. they, they were there, the the they knew. clan and the white supremacists were there a few months before mm-hmm. and like everyone knew this was, you could feel the energy in the city that night uh-huh. something was about to happen right uh-huh. and so they said there was no plan so i said is the church fireproof and they said i don't know and i'm just like well this is a situation so then i thought about um how in last the year before that in syria as the tanks were approaching the city of aleppo people were putting sending out texts uh, not texts. People were sending out tweets as far as, you know, last words and like yeah. to have their, oh, wow. w- their words and their Glenn. thoughts survive digitally. So I started texting my friends oh, I'm so sorry. Um, to like have that out there just in case. And uh, that itself was terrifying. Oh, man. Um, Can I just ask you in a general way what, what kind of things you were saying? Saying goodbye? Um, no. More of like. Carry on? Yeah. More like carry on and like. And like, I don't think this is over, but I'm just letting y'all know what the situation oh, is. Like outlining wow. the situation, but like, this can't be the end. I don't think this is the end. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, thank God it was not the end. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, basically, um, we and they we ha- they had this system where like we were like going through these side streets and like we were and able to ultimately get to our van. Well, there was a lot of complicated stuff in between, but I remember something that really struck me that night was 
um, one of the girls in the group that I was with, she said, this is what our ancestors must have went through. And that night, that made me feel emboldened because I thought about the fact that like, like that, this is like an extremely unique and special circumstance, but in the South, like this was ubiquitous. If you were looking to vote and you were born in the wrong, in the wrong decade or century, you would have a cross burned on your your front lawn you yeah. have bricks thrown through your window you could be hanged for even attempting to raise your voice mm. and so i felt as if it was my duty at that point to mm-hmm. stand up to these white supremacists yes. the next day and so the next day i felt no fear that night definite fear but the the day after that i had my 360 camera for the documentary that i'm doing and i figured it would be it would be important to highlight also, the other side. People don't agree with me with me with this, but I don't. I don't care. I think it's important <laughs> to highlight the other side and see where they're coming from, and see because for some of them, like there's pure hatred, and for others, it's ignorance. Mm-hmm. And so, for that percentage where there is ignorance, if you see what their perspectives are and you kind of break it down, I think that you can convert some of them. Because what's the option? Kill them? I'm not going to kill yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I know. So you got to live with them either way. So yeah. you have to find some sort of way to find some sort right. of middle ground and work, right? So I brought the camera with me and then i i knew i was going into a bad situation because even going before going out there there were a couple people from our group coming back with staples in their head already they went to the hospital oh my God. um was they were beaten with shields yeah. like yeah it was it was bad but walking into that environment you know you see the tear gas and you see people throwing you know different objects you see people hitting each other with hammers and mm-hmm. sticks and you see clear clear indications of a, what would be assault and battery um, in any other circumstance in the United States. And it was clear pretty quickly that this was no place to have a productive interview. So then <laughs> I put on the chains at that point. And yeah. like the minute, it was weird. The minute I put on the chains, I felt this rage like boiling in my stomach and spreading throughout the rest of my body. Wow. I stormed to the front of the Spartan phalanx that the, the white supremacists assembled and I basically reminded them, screaming, this is what you represent. This There's some amazing represent. images of that I saw of, of you in those chains. And it's amazing. Yeah, that, that kind of went viral. Yeah. Um, for, yeah really friends, friends in like England and Brazil and different places saw, saw it as well. Um, but I mean, it was just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, you need that reminder sometimes. Like the fact that Trump is running the show right now speaks volumes to the lack of civic in mm. education mm. that mm-hmm. exists yeah, at sure. the end of the day you can tell if a politician is good or not if you just follow the money it's truly uh-huh. that simple mm-hmm. and i i was a i was bernie all the way um but one of the things i i hated trump for everything that he stood for but the one inkling of respect that i did have for him at first was that he was self-funding mm-hmm. and so it was like okay maybe not maybe but like if he said if like people on his side could argue that like he would drain the swamp the swamp because he's self-funded right and then you go a few months later and then he gets in bed with with the oil and the private prison as much as they can as fast as they can Uh, yeah we don't we don't even need to go into that but (laughs) but but the reason why i'm saying this is because this translates to liberals as well whether it's you know, I, I think it was amazing that we had a black president and there were a lot of things that I agree with what President Obama did and there were a lot of things that I did not agree with. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like image is not enough or gestures for hope mm-hmm. 
is not enough. Our democracy <laughs> needs to be held to a higher standard. Yes. It's our, yes. It is our responsibility yes. to take Let's this opportunity it. where people are showing themselves for who they really are. And it's very clear that like there's a bleeding heart in terms of in terms of um, the lack of civic engagement and how that's man- engagement and education and how it's manifested in the leaders that we're representing. Like we can hold them accountable. Mm. We can hold them to a higher standard and we can elect new leaders like your Alexandria Ocasio's of the world. Someone I, I think is absolutely amazing. She's going up against yeah. uh, Joseph Crowley, who's like the third, he's the third most powerful demo, uh, Democrat in the House of Representatives right now. He's in line to become the Speaker of the yeah. House. And she's, she's, she's yeah. Um, She's raised deal. a ton of money. She could um, win. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. she's she's raised oh, yeah. a ton of money, but mostly from small campaign contributions. Mm-hmm. She and she she doesn't have any she doesn't have any money from any banks or pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. or you know large real estate companies. Mm-hmm. It, that's amazing. If we're talking about a new trend and a new, a new higher standard, just look at this race right here as far as what this what this can mean and what this can become for our country. This is a litmus test. That's so great, Glenn. Thank you so much for coming in it's today. It's exhilarating having you. Here. I just want to I want to hear you talk for so long, and I look forward to your leadership. And um, thank you for your work. Your, your blend work. of direct action with yeah, uh, using some work. structures that do exist, some electoral structures. Mm-hmm. People a, check it out. Movers and shakers. Uh, Glenn Kantov, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you so we'll much. See you on Peace the and blessings. We'll see you on the street. See you on the street. Uh, let's go to a song. Yeah, we got uh, the promised land here.
The Stop Shoppers singing for us today. You're listening to The Earth Wants You. I'm Savitri D. here with Reverend Billy in downtown Brooklyn at the Commons. And uh, we just had Glenn Kantav on with us, who was just so wonderful. And A real leader. A creative. A real creative yeah, leader. I, I really think so. He's going to watch out. Watch. Keep your eyes on Glenn. If the young ones are like that. I, I think. Do you have some questions for us, Killian? Anything from the... Yeah, we have some uh, questions from the uh, listeners. Let me just pull them up. Uh, this is from Leslie Lehmann. Uh, I hope a relation to Jens Lehmann, the German goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> is there a question about goalkeeping? <laughs> it has nothing to do with goalkeeping. It says, my town enacted a bag ban and set the local conservatives into apoplexy. So we now have to go vote to keep them from repealing the bag ban. What message do you think may be effective con to convince these people that they can live without plastic bags at the grocery? You know, the, 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 that really wants a theatrical response. I'm, I'm glad you asked that question, Leslie. Uh, so often, the items that are handed to us across that counter are already in bags. Can we have a couple uh, a examples? Banana. Bananas. <laughs> All the fruits. Milk. Milk's <laughs> in a bag already. Uh, the the uh, beans, uh, batteries. Uh, you 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 don't have to have that extra that extra bag. I have an idea. You could tell them about pollution. You could tell them about the clogged waterways. You could tell them about the animals suffocating and dying. You could tell them about the whale that washed up last week with sixty. Cho choking on plastic. of plastic in its belly, dead. Um, you can tell them about the um, the growth of the plastic industry and how we're making probably as much as four times as much plastic as we were 30 years ago, and that plastic lasts for thousands of years. But and that doesn't seem to work with conservatives. Like the math, like do the math, people. Sabi, if it just piles work. up, pretty well, soon it's going to be only plastic left. The negative stuff does not impress. Uh, uh, Talk about tote bags, maybe, that's, yeah, and I how think beautiful a tote they bag are, is a good and angle. like how actually in New York, like people don't carry expensive Give handbags. Everybody anymore. in town tote bags. a tote bag. Tote bag. <laughs> There's an answer. Personalized tote bags. Tote bags. With our own faces on them. And then parade up and down the streets, Leslie, with those banana items that are already I in don't know. bags. Democracy is work. Here in New York, we can't seem to get a plastic bag ban. I mean, we can't do it. And I, you know what? The mayor has proposed it. The, we've tried twice. Uh, democracy is work. That's all I can tell you, Leslie. You can do it. Keep it up. Keep another up the question? fight. Got another question. Leslie. Um, were you happy with the recent closing of Toys R Us? Apparently they're closed. Well, they're just being replaced by online. Um, I mean, generally, our feeling in the, in, the, um, in the stop shopping activist group is we like bricks and mortar stores, and then we like them smaller when they're more personal, and we especially like them when the proprietor is the artist and we curating like children, the store. We like children who play with sticks and rocks and dirt 
and old pencils and little bits and bobs that they find here and there. And how how many toys does a kid actually need? How are Let's we going right to make profits out of out of t- sticks and toys and dirt, my love? How how are we, how are, how are we going to How are we going to make imaginations <laughs> out of children who have so many toys that they don't even know where their bed is anymore, or they don't even anyway? Uh, yes, I was happy when Toys R Us closed. Yes, very happy. All right. Thank you for asking. And now, extinction's got talent. The Puerto Rican crested toad is critically endangered. The species was thought to be extinct until 1967 when they were rediscovered. Uh, habitat loss due to expanding human populations, competition for food, uh, and competition with the introduced giant marine toad. Uh, predation by introduced Indian mongooses and feral dogs. It's an island, people, Puerto Rico. Okay, the Puerto Rican crested toad is the only species of toad native to Puerto Rico. Both sexes have thick, pebbly skin and striking marbled golden eyes, but the females are larger than males and have rougher skin as well as a high crest above their eyes. Although this toad can live in many different types of habitat, from vegetated offshore islands to cliffs to farm ponds, its available habitat is dwindling daily, and recent estimates put the current number of mature adult toads at fewer than 250 individuals. Many zoos are working hard to save the Puerto Rican crested toad through a program called the Species Survival Plan. More than 4,000 toadlets and 12,000 tadpoles, cuties, have been reintroduced (laughs) to Puerto Rico. And now the wonderful sound of the Puerto Rican crested toad. There you go. Thanks to the Center for Biological Diversity for so many wonderful recordings of our animal friends. And uh, yeah, I I just have a couple of announcements for you. Bikes Against Deportation, June 21st. That's also pride against deportation. uh, On this special day, we uh, will address the the dangers so many of our queer friends face in other countries. Uh, And that's why so many people come to this country. Let's not forget that. So when we say keep families together, we also say and liberate people from families that don't support their sexual freedom. Uh, ride, ride against deportation Amen. on June 21st. And don't forget to go check out Glenn Kantov and his amazing work with Movers and Shakers. Um, and I turn it over to you, Reverend Billy. Thank you, Savitri. We have today um, a really brilliant young man has come into our studio. Uh, He's seeing back into history. He's seeing forward into into education uh, strategies, um, inventing apps that you hold up to a painting and then the painting comes alive and... uh, uh, you watch Christopher Columbus land and um, deal with deal with people the way that educated people, the newly educated, need to need to understand the way that his story of of being in Charlottesville um, on that fated weekend um, 
there's a kind of seeing that is going on here that um, it's very encouraging. And it has the effect of taking us out of the frame of the screen, out of the frame of the Twitter that uh, we've, been, we've been stuck in with Donald Trump. I have the sensation uh, from our fabulous radio show today that this young man came in here and, and moved the horizons. And uh, looking, at a, uh, looking at our neighborhood, um, seeing the possibilities, ways to deal with the resident racism, ways to deal with the things that are uh, keeping us uh, stuck in this violence, this banality, this consumerism, this militarism. So I'm grateful for his gifts today. And I hope that we all feel encouraged as we go back out into this benighted United States of America, which must change. change hallelujah. Thank you. Take care. Reverend Billy signing off. Salvatry D. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share our show with your friends. You can find it in all the regular places. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I uh, I really enjoyed that show, but is there any way I can contact you guys about, you know, I have, I have an opinion and I want to reach out to you. How do I do that? Well, absolutely. RevBilly at RevBilly.com. And I'm Savitri at RevBilly.com. It's easy to reach us. Go to our website. You'll find a contact button right there. You can reach us on, on the corporate sites, but we prefer a direct connection. I'm not even going to mention those places because I want to hear from you. Savitri at RevBilly.com. Well, I'm a young, hip, cool millennial. Are you guys on those social medias as well? Easy to find us there. You just have to do some combination of Rev, Billy, Talon, Stop Shopping. <laughs> You'll find us in a second. And we'll uh, trade uh, the old-fashioned street address. Our phone numbers are public. We're trying to trust the world right now and invite other people to be what we call direct friends. Yeah, Not through corporations. Let's just trust each other. Let's get know? back to that original media. Talking, listening. I talk to you, you listen to me. I no, listen I, to I you, know some of you the, talk Some of you me. work for Donald Trump. Some of you work for Vladimir Putin. You'll be contacting us as well. Well, come on in. I got one final question, okay? I really like this episode of the podcast, but I want to listen to all the other episodes. Is there anywhere where this is available online? You can find all of our previous episodes at revbilly.com slash radio. They're all there. Or you can go to SoundCloud and, again, do that wonderful search, Rev Billy. You'll find it in a second, and it's all there. Amen. <laughs>